No wink fest, okay? No wink fest. <laughs> May, maybe, maybe wink fest. Maybe I don't wink know. I'll win. I'll win. Hey, no no cheating. <laughs> yeah, no, no cheating no this time. Booby picks this time, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yank fest twenty twenty. It's got here's be the all- crazy part. I'm listening to you guys talk about the story, and I'm like, I don't remember the story. No, oh not at all. Episode, do you remember? Do you remember being on the sophomore retreat at all? No. Oh, Clay, wasn't there something you wanted to remind us about from the from Yankfest days? What was Whip, it? Whipped cream bikini. Oh yeah, remember oh, the, the whipped cream yeah, bikini? Yeah, he came out of that bad boy. Why? Seth, Seth came out fully decked out in, a, in the whipped cream bikini. Somebody bet me I don't know how much money, and I did it. <laughs> it was, he oh, came out like varsity bucks. blues. Cream uh, <laughs> shaving cream. Too bad, too bad we didn't have uh, cell phones back then. We'd have pictures right? of all this shit. You better be prepared because I may have to do something that's illegal completely. I'm tripping still. Welcome to the Cult League Podcast. Well, obviously. Yeah, you want to hear the story? No, son. You're not father. Horrible Oreo. You just like look back and fall. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck does that even mean? I figured I'd give you a little little heads up before we get into this. Like, yeah. so I'm a pastor, but like, you guys have known me for a long time. Not a whole lot's changed, except for a couple things. A couple things, but <laughs> I would, I would, I would, I would hope at least a couple things have changed. <laughs> a couple things have changed, but I'm pretty much uh, like our church is not that church. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, we're, we're pretty uh, we're pretty free flowing. So you don't have to worry about me. So you got the you got a Yeti cooler in the back of the congregation. Our downtown campus happens in a club. So seriously, yeah, yeah, we have to like. It's like smells like booze everywhere. <laughs> so it's a pretty laid back church. It's pretty, pretty. Would you say liberal? Uh, yeah, church? I would say pretty liberal. But like, part of my background is is just you know I came out of hell. So, so. <laughs> that sounds like it. You know what I mean? From so do you guys? So do you guys? Drink? hell to to everything else. So all right. Well, we should get into it now before we get through all the details. I mean, that was, that was like the first question that, you know, we had prepared for you is that like, okay, so here we have Jesse, you know, getting expelled from school for, uh, you know, some other activities and stealing. So how, how did, how did uh, that teenage Jesse go from that to being uh pastor Jesse now? Yeah, a hundred percent, man. You know, so in high school, I was kind of, I don't know, I was really bored and to be honest with you, I really didn't get a whole lot of what was going on. So my parents put me in a Christian school because I was getting in trouble, which uh, for all the parents out there, not a wise. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> well, not wise. Wait, hold on. I'll stop you right there because that was the topic that we had was that like PVC was not like this great school. It was like they took in like the kids that were expelled from other schools. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, just so my, just a whole bunch of Jesse Normans walking. So right. So so I there's I uh, kids. There's only two kids going to school, <laughs> right? People who have like really controlling parents who want them to be like X, Y, and Z, or like the parents that are like, "What the f is going on with my kid?" Yeah. Let's throw them in a Christian school, and I was the latter. <laughs> so my kids or my parents sent me to uh, Palo Verde 
because they were afraid that I would go to cross public school and I would get picked on and get beat up. You know, they had, you know, they really had high hopes for me. So they like, send me to the Christian school. But then first day in school, I'm in Mr. Smith's Bible class and I feel this breeze on the back of my neck. And I'm like, what is going on? And I turn around, I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting picked on by some skinhead. And it was Jesse, it was Jesse fucking Norman. <laughs> that was true. You were blowing on my neck and I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to get, I'm going to get beat up by it. I'm like first day of school. And then he turned out to be cool and we were, we were cool all, all through that. But, but I remember that, that first day I was like, oh no. But dude, PVC was Fight Club, right? Yeah, like yeah. In junior high? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my nipples are still scarred from Jesse Norman through junior uh, oh high years. <laughs> that is just a flashback, dude. Oh, my gosh. I just had like 14 <laughs> memories come back to my brain all at once. <laughs> I'm giving you titty twisters, bro. That oh, titty, uh, you titty twistered the fuck out of me, man. That's okay. That's okay. Dude, if you got it, like, dude, I don't know if you guys remember Brad Betcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. bro. I got scarred by that dude. <laughs> so anyway, we won't talk about that. I think I drank the first time I drank was with him. You know what? The first the first time the first time I drank was with Jesse. It was probably, huh? Yeah, and and <clears throat> we well, it was the first time I shouldn't say that. It was the first time I got wasted. <laughs> You're welcome like what like what else like went through your life like during, going through high school like uh at that time like what what drove you to be so uh the jesse that we knew at the time yeah so i was i was just i think i was bored to be honest with you yeah and like and just like my personality like you try to put a lot of constraints on me i'm gonna push back pretty hard mm-hmm. so like i don't somehow in my brain you telling me to wear a belt in school told me like, I'm going to drive my Jeep on top of the rocks. I'm going <laughs> to go away to school. I'm going to let a snake out in the band room. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Like, damn. <laughs> you always so, had a rebel spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> do you guys know that? Right. I let a, I let a, python off in mrs todd's band <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i've never gotten trouble for it till this day it's coming out right now but uh <laughs> i stole a python from a friend's house and let it off in the band room that's amazing <laughs> um i also play trumpet which is fantastic um so yeah so i was always i was always kind of that kid, you know what I mean? Just kind of pushing the boundary. So I think, I think on a more serious note, I think that's what happens when you try to put religion on people with no willingness or personal conviction, personal conviction, or, you know, what we would call morality. You know what I mean? Like, people are like, Hey, this is like good morals. I'm like, dude, if me tucking in my shirts, good morals, like stuff this. And so, so I think uh, my, na- my my response was probably a little bit more radical than most, but I think it was uh, uh, makes a whole lot of sense to me now. It really changes the way I pastor. Tell tell you the truth. So. Well, how how much of your past like comes out like with with um, like I guess your story now, like like how much 
how much do people know about your past, you know, like at, at your church and like how oh, much yeah. does that come out? Like when yeah, Tom, I'm, a, I'm super open about it. So, yeah. um, which I think is one of the reasons why like I do fairly decent what I do. Um, just cause I think people can come in and they hear my story and like, I got in a lot of trouble guys, you know what I mean? Besides just getting kicked out of school, I got in a lot of trouble. And, uh, um, so people hear that and they hear me tell the story and, and even just some of the struggles that I had coming out of what I was like, I had like a real encounter with God, like, and that's the only way I'm where I'm at right now. It wasn't like I had like a therapy session or somebody convinced me. It's like, I really yeah. had, I mean, I was in jail. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were in jail. I was, I was going to ask, I was like, was there any, it was for any jail time. Yeah. Wait, yeah I mean, yeah. I mean wait, was it like when you came around in that way? I mean, it's not uncommon. Cause I think like every pastor, like, like when we talk to, when, when your name comes up, you know, with people like that we know in high school, it's like, man, can you believe he's a pastor now? It's like, it's like, I know it's crazy. It's, it's, it's kind of surprising. But at the same time, it's like a lot of pastors have that same story. And a lot of pastors have that same, you know, rebellious spirit, you know, even 100%. like Seth brought it up last week. Like he had this like righteous anger is how he, he described it. Um, <laughs> I, I, but I think that's true is for that a lot of pastors. Talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he, Seth said he was, that he was like a, like a youth uh, leader. And, and he was like, yeah, I was, I was rebellious. I was crazy, but it was a righteous anger. It's like, okay. But I think a lot of pastors have that. Um, yeah. But like what, like, like when you like came around, was it, was it like, uh, like did the school and like your upbringing, like, like guide you in, in, in coming around in that? Or was it like you hit, like what hit, what was like your rock bottom, I guess? To, to yeah, like, no, I would say, I would say school and upbringing had nothing to do with it. To be yeah. honest with you. Um, I think, I think a lot of what God had to overcome in my world was, proving to me that that's not what this was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, all that, like, that's not me. Yeah. And so, but that was like part of my story afterwards. But to be honest with you, I, I like, I wound up in jail for a while. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, in I never, Arizona. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So me and a few other guys that went to, well, one guy, um, that went to, <laughs> uh, push Ridge, we were like wanted for a while and it was, it was pretty, it was pretty rough. Um, is that why you left the state? Yeah. No, no, that's not why I left the state. (laughs) 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 Oh, that, no, that's not why I left the state. But, uh, um, so, but I got, I became a Christian, like, as far like a follower of Jesus because I had dreams. Hmm. and uh that's that was my story like I had dreams I had the same dream like four nights in a row and it was like pretty surreal for me you know in a kind of a life transforming experience while high on shrooms huh while high on shrooms the first night the first night I had it bro I jumped out there was this Hispanic guy in the bunk next to me (laughs) so so I jumped out of the bunk and I grabbed this dude because I thought the world had ended and uh and he goes, What's, you know, he's speaking Spanish. I don't know what he's saying. And so <laughs> this is true stories. You can't make this stuff up. Um, and so, and so, so I went to, I, I try, I'm trying to go back to bed. I'm like, I just been high too long. That's what I was thinking. I just yeah. been high too long. And I had the same dream like three nights in a row. Yeah. 
And, uh, in long story short, you know, started kind of asking some questions. So when I like started figuring it out, like, like people like prayer life, like, I mean, I used to like cuss in my prayer life. <laughs> 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 what the F is going on? Like, this is, the, this is the crappiest world. Like, how did you, like, if you're in control, like what's your problem? And, uh, right. so that's yeah, kind of how my journey real. started. Yeah. It was, it was pretty raw and authentic. So, and it's probably still is to this day. So. <laughs> So you were having dreams and having visions while you're going through that. But like, who, like, how did you become like, how, how did ministry come into it? Like, oh yeah. Who, yeah. Who, how did, how did that, how did it like become like that? Um, yeah. And who so, guided you? so I got, I got out of, I got out of jail and I visited a church in town that uh, one of our girls that used to go to push Ridge, her dad pastored yeah. um, or father-in-law. And, uh, um, it was like, I just started volunteering at the church. I, I didn't really have a clue what I was doing, to be honest with you. I just was like, well, this is what, like what Christians do, I guess. And you were um, just, you were recently out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. Like three months okay. out of jail. And, uh, they found out a little bit of my story, et cetera, et cetera. And they had like a big celebrate recovery program, which is like helping people get off drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a bunch of teenagers in it, and they were like, "Well, Jesse used to be a drug addict. Let's like let's put him in charge of the druggy kids." And uh, <laughs> logic, right? Uh, and so, so I uh, I started like helping these kids get off drugs, but I was pretty rough around the edges still at the time. Yeah. And I had I had this kid who kept on relapsing, and his mom called me at like two in the morning, told me, "Hey, he's at this drug house." Well, I actually knew the drug house because I used to sell drugs to him. Oh man. Um, <laughs> how old, how old were you at the time? Uh, 19. Oh, wow. Okay. So I went over this trailer in the white ghetto, which is in Tucson, like Ruth Roth in the freeway. Yeah. Um, that is the white ghetto. Yeah, <laughs> that is so that. True. Big time. <laughs> I remember that in the area. <laughs> so, so I went over there and beat on this door and they wouldn't let me in. So I kicked the door open and, uh, went and got this kid out of the house and he's like mouthing off to me. So I, I beat the crap out of him pretty good. Um, on the way home, <laughs> it took him home to his mom, and his mom thought it was awesome because she didn't know any better. Yeah. Like, this guy, so she calls the church the next morning to give a testimony on the prayer line. And it was like, <laughs> this dude from the church went up there and like messed up my son, and like, this is awesome. <laughs> so my, my pastor calls me in the next morning and goes, Hey, so how, how's things going? What happened last night? I was like, Oh, nothing. And he's like, so nothing happened? I said, well, there's this kid. I got him out of this house, drug house or whatever. He's like, did you like physically coerce somebody? And I was like, yeah, I slapped him around really good. And, uh, <laughs> and so he was like, Jesse, you can't do that kind of stuff. You can't beat people up towards right. Jesus. And I was just like, well, it seemed to be working, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I got some fans out of it. <laughs> and so... So he asked me, he goes, Hey, when did you start making mistakes? Like big mistakes? I said, probably my junior high year, my freshman year. And he says, well, let's, let's put, let's put you in youth ministry. And rather than, you know, helping people get off drugs, you just help them never get on them. Hmm. And that's kind of how my ministry career started. And so they gave me some responsibility. I did a good job. So I never went to Bible college. I never. So you no beat the shit out of some kid and then get hired as a junior high youth pastor. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Did, did the welcome. parents in that youth group know that their youth pastor had just gotten out of prison 
like three months ago and then was smacking kids in the months in between. Well, I, so I didn't, I didn't fully become a youth pastor until probably a year and a half later. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there was some journey there. Okay. Where people came to terms with, you know, me and I became. The yeah. You, you, you had to, you had to prove yourself. Yeah. 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 Put in my, put in my. You know. But you, you never did any seminary. How many, huh? how many of my youth pastors have beat the shit out of people at all? Yeah. <laughs> it, it happened a couple other times too. So this is when I was youth pastoring probably five <laughs> years later. I had, I had this kid that kept on like being a predator towards one of our girls and I put him Ooh. up against a wall outside and slapped him in front of about 200 kids. <laughs> oh, Damn. <no>. That's- <laughs> and people started cheering. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is not good. This is why, I don't know, only God, only God asked me to do stuff like this because nobody else with a good mind would ask me to do stuff like that. I would do something like that in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Don't, don't fuck with kids. Exactly. Jesse, wait, no, I sound like you should hire Sam as your youth pastor. I know, I know. I think so too. Sam, Sam was just saying he's open to, he's open to moving out of Phoenix, so. There you go. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it's good to ha- for anyone in ministry to have real life experience and not to the point of like, I, I think there was like a lot of um, testimony building, like artificial testimony building from people in youth ministry or people like oh, in ministry where it's like, man, I got to like, you know, do some crazy shit to, you know, prove my, <laughs> prove yeah. my like uh, validity. That, that was one of my most annoying things when I became a Christian was they'd always want to like put me on stage. Like, tell us how bad you were. I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah, I used to do like a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but, huh? <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for. <laughs> well, yeah. And it brought like a lot of glorification to like stuff that you don't necessarily want to relive or, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but also like, um, like even for people growing up, like within it, I know for me, like, I was pretty involved in ministry like late high school up until I was about 1920. I mean, the breaking point for me was that like, I didn't have any life experience. Like ministry for me was like prolonged adolescence. Yeah. And and the church I was in was like a, um, I I would say looking back, it was definitely a cult. I mean, the pastor was like, um, you know, he, he had all authority on it, but it was like a, I don't know, this pre-tribulation, you know, doomsday loser cult of people who like wanted to put off life and was just like, yeah, you don't really like I was I, like my pastor did not want me to go to college. I went yes. to Pima and he was he was just like, you know, like, don't waste your time in like a four year college because like one Jesus might come back at any time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. pretty, pretty sound logic. Dude, this is this is the yeah, this is what I was like. Hopefully, God, that, is, hopefully, that is so hopefully, depressing. Hopefully, if he does, it doesn't happen in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get this podcast up before he does, right? Let's get <laughs> because, you know, especially the last one you guys talked about, oh, man, that would be weird. <laughs> that would be weird. We need to drop an episode immediately so well, we can – we can bury episode six. We need to bury episode six as soon as possible. No, we, we need an episode six part two, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's that's, oh. that's later down the road. That's episode 36 there's, or 69. There's, 69 is going to be epic. I, there's I, definitely I, more meat on that. Bar. Uh, but, ba- but basically when I became, when I was like 1920, uh, I was like, Clay. Hey, sorry. What's up, Clay? <laughs> when I was uh, 1920, I couldn't, 
I came to a realization that it's like, you know, I can't teach like any kids, like what I don't know, like things that I haven't experienced and I can't teach them things I don't know. And I was like putting off, like growing up, earning money for so long, like meeting people, even dating that, uh, it like, I mean, it really like altered a lot of my maturity, like, uh, like growing up in that. And I thought I was like on the right path. I thought it was like hanging on to what I thought was the truth. And I thought I had the whole world figured out, but you know, leaving that not only just the, the, the school, but just that, that little doomsday church <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. Like, it was something I had to do. And it's, and it's something that like, I, it's still haunting me even to this day, because it's like, I, I drive by that church that I was, uh, that I was attending and, and just remembering everything that went on there. Um, but, but, but it's, it's just so funny contrasting that with like your experience, but it's like, we kind of went like this, you know, in some ways, Yeah, yeah. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to some normalcy and some like, you know, some, some balance in, in my life. Um, yeah. but you know, you have, you have that experience and you have that. Yeah. What I always try to tell people is, is like, man, like my story was like right in the opposite, right? Like, I never bought into that Kool-Aid Yeah. Um, as far as like, like, in fact, it was like right in the opposite. I was just like, look, I'm just going to turn this on your head at every turn I possibly can. <laughs> so, um, but once I came like through the other side of that, for me, it was just like, what I realized is after years, like even, even as, as being as young as I was when I had this transition, um, was this realized I didn't have any peace. Like, so I was just like pissed and off the chart. So like, if you told me not to do something, like I'm going to do it 1400 times over. And so while I think that that was good for me, not picking up some like weird religious stuff when I was in high school, um, I had the same self-destructive behavior later you know what i mean so it was like i i had to come to terms with going like you know what man i just want to win like i want to feel like i'm winning like on the inside and i didn't feel that for a long time and uh it's still you know nobody ever finds like complete you know whatever um but uh that was the big transition for i got my face uh Um, that was a big transition for me was just going like, Hey, does my life work? Doesn't. So that was like a big awakening for me was just going, you know, Hey, you know, and the sad thing is dude, like I had great friends. Like some of you wouldn't have known them. Like I had a great friend who like dated anyway, uh, was connected at push Ridge Mm -hmm. and we went through the same season together and he never got it figured out and he ended up dying. Oh, wow. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, um, and that was the whole thing. Like I, I tried to visit his house like a year before that happened. And I just said, Hey man, are you, are you good on the inside? He goes, he goes, well, fags think that way. That's what he told me. Oh man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, that's because that we had been so like push the boundary, push the, you know what I mean? Like yeah, stuff yeah. this for so long, you know what I mean? And, uh, Luckily, I think I kind of grew out of that where I think some people get stuck in for a long time, you know? Well, hey, well, Seth, you remember when we talked about like what you would say if you were speaking at chapel and and Seth gave a pretty good message about individuality 
and he did. Uh, and being yourself. And it actually made on episode six that we should check nice. out. Nice. But yeah, it's so so Jesse. Well, not so you know, edgy. I don't know, man. So, <laughs> Sorry, so that's I, where I came in. <laughs> so, I, so I've actually done it, and yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so t- talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So I just told the kids. I said, "Listen, man, like you know, morality is not Christianity. Your belt and your shirt do not determine who you are." Mm. It was kind of my genuine message. Like God's got a plan for you. And that's going to require some boldness and some conviction to figure that out. You can't follow everybody else. You've got to follow God, et cetera, et cetera. So you got to figure it out, man. Dude, there, it was funny. I get to the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, I told Dr. Abrams, I said, hey, I'm going to do a salvation call at the end of this. Like, I'm going to ask people, hey, if you don't know Jesus, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. So I get to the end of it. I do it. I'd say 150 kids raise their hand. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> he, he, he goes out to lunch with me afterwards and he goes, man, I didn't see that coming. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. Is, is that why you wear uh, pants now that don't require a belt, Jesse? Me, yes. Because yeah. those things are tight. <laughs> or I just don't wear pants. <laughs> or I just don't wear pants. <laughs> I just don't wear pants. <laughs> which, uh, which is cool with my nice. wife, but gets me in trouble in public. <laughs> well no uh we discovered that pastors are now like the fashion leaders of modern society now i mean you look at hillsong and other places i attended this church uh when i was in seattle uh, i was like buzzed walking around and i uh was with some other co-workers and there was this uh, church going on there i forget the church name but the pastor, was it mars hill no it wasn't mars hill i would not have walked into mars hill okay fuck that shut up chris <laughs> No, it was uh, it was Justin Bieber's like personal friend and pastor. Yeah, yeah, Judah Smith. Judah Smith. Yeah, I saw Judah Smith. Judah's one of my really good friends. So, okay, well, I had a baller time there. But dude, Jesse, how how did like ministry become like a uh, a thing for you where you thought like this could be like your career and something that you could do like you know make make uh you know turn into like your your whole life? Yeah, I think I think for me it. Dude, I wish it was like a strategic plan. Yeah. Didn't feel that way for me at all. It felt like something almost happened to me. So it just kind of like I got little opportunities and it just kind of took off um, and just kind of became my life. And so mm-hmm. I own a couple of businesses too on the side. So like that was one of the hardest things for me when I got kind of engulfed in this thing was going like, dude, people who get this like fanatical about something aren't healthy people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, if you you were, you mean like overly, overly obsessed Christians, you mean? Yeah. Like overly obsessed. Like this is the only thing I think about. This is all I do. Everything is satanic. Yeah. I mean, imagine being married to that. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, so, early on, like I had good mentors in my life. They're like, you need, you, you, you're a high capacity person. Like you have a lot of drive, like start businesses, do something different. So I'd say 50% of my time goes into other things that aren't ministry related. And I think it's probably why I'm halfway normal. <laughs> well, and, and well, that is like a good thing because there's no conflict of interest with, um, like, yeah, it's, no, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, Hey, I could drop this at any time. Yeah. Like, no, like, so I make, I make more money outside the church than I've ever, I'm not even close to what I 
ever get inside the church, which is awesome. So I could take yeah. it, leave it, lose it, and I'm fine. So the, drug, was, so the drug cartel is good outside of the church? Totally, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. There, there was no Tucson <laughs> Omaha hookup until I got here. And, uh, El Chapo has served us well in Omaha. <laughs> yeah, he's doing a good work. <laughs> <laughs> nice that That's is amazing. excellent so then you won't mind if I do this <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and turn the well, screen that, off that does, reduce, that does reduce the amount of like pressure that you got I mean like I know like we, this is something that I've talked about I wish Elliot was on but we talked about a lot about like deconstruction in our faith and like you know because like we're 35 36 now a lot of us have probably changed beliefs and changed how we felt about not only God, but just our lives like three or four times over. And we yeah. have the freedom to do that because we don't have like the pressure of like hundreds of people looking up to us and, and, and hinging on like what we believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you have that freedom now, <laughs> you know, and how have your beliefs changed since even you became a Christian, you know, 15, uh, you know, 16. Well, actually, yeah, you said you were like 19. So it was like seven yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah. So I would say I went through like a total deconstruction phase where I went from like this pendulum to like way over here, like real quick. And that was super unhealthy. So then I had to like, once I started following Jesus, go through a whole little like list of like getting rid of like what I thought was good, bad, normal. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm on the other side of it. I'm like 15 years into it. So I'm like, I just build, I just live out of who I am. And to be real honest with you, if our church doesn't like it, find a different church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So like, yeah. so yeah. So like last night, like one of our pastors just got married and it's open bar and we party, you know what I mean? And it was fun. And yeah. <laughs> you know, there was people there that I could see kind of, right. You know, and I'm less like, if you can't get, if you can't figure this part of it out, dude, this thing's going to ruin your life. So <laughs> <laughs> like you got to learn how to be a normal human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fun. You know what I mean? And like, you know what I mean? Not be so round, like a freaking top. And so, so yeah, so that's very much the spirit of our church. And like the way I live my life is, is I'm just, dude, like I'm following Jesus. Cause I want to, not because I have to, not cause I'm making money off of it. Mm-hmm. And if that bugs you, like God, go to somebody else's church. Don't ruin mine. Yeah. Cause it's, uh, it's something that I, I try to, I, I try to look up and it, like with, um, I think like every five years for me, it's like, I look back at where I was five years ago, five years previously. It's like, man, so much has changed with what I believe, you know, and how I live. And I, and I hope that like in another five years that I'm not the same. And I, I like, it's like change and like kind of evolving and growing. Like, it's like the only thing that I can, um, you know, hope for that to, to measure that, like I'm actually, you know, getting somewhere. Yeah, you hope that you, you hope that you're not atheist anymore in five years. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> maybe maybe a man bun. Oh, in five years. I'll have Jesse's haircut in probably did, six months. How did Alex become the dopest dude in the room? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> he got he got a couple dude, tattoos. Wait, no, he, he did. Let his dude, he went all into it, dude. He's uh, like, I want to be like, I'm going to be the guy, and he is the guy at this point. He is guy. But wait, that's that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is because we've all obviously, you know, kept in touch a lot and talked a lot and a lot of this has come out. But like, what were your impressions of like some of the guys in this group or on the call? 
like in high school, after high school, did you interact with any of us or, you know, things like that? Is there anything that comes yeah. to mind? So other guys in this group, obviously Seth, I was pretty close with him and Colt. I don't remember. You remember Colt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was on. Uh, man, yeah. Ep- of course, we remember Colt. <laughs> episode episode <laughs> four. Yeah. Episode four, man. You, you, we went through weird stages together, bro. Cowboy phase. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, you did. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, was I did not go cowboy he, out, man. In, yeah, in that face. You guys went tight, <laughs> tight pants and boots real quick. Tight pants, dude. We thought girls liked us. Nobody liked us. Uh, <laughs> And then, and then Sam, me and Sam were real close. And then I played sports with the, you know, some of you other guys. I always thought like everybody was a little scared of me, to be honest with you, when I was yeah, in high school, because I was like, you know, you may get arrested with me if you go out. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, you were, I've been in a few occasions too. <laughs> that, that still holds true, I think. It still holds true. So, so if you were gonna like, you know, kind of roll or whatever, like. I think poor Sam. I think I crashed your truck one night. That was so drunk. Yep. Yeah, we we all know that story already, <laughs> man. And I remember coming home, and your dad had called my mom, and my like, <laughs> his dad's a lawyer. Of I'm course like, he would. I'm like, what am I gonna? Am I going to prison? Like, what is going on? <laughs> <What's> going on? <laughs> and uh, not yet. By the way, that night was the night that I realized dude, this Christian school thing is not for me. Okay. Because that night I got really wasted and there was a chick there that I was trying to mm-hmm. bless. Deal yeah. the deal. And, bless. Uh, um, bless. and bless. people kept on coming into the room asking me, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, do, am I sure that I want to do this? What are you talking about right now? Yes. <laughs> leave me alone. Like, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Honestly, I think that that's how I wound up not being in the house anymore because I was like, what is going on in this world right now? Like, so, so I just fled and that was a bad night. Um, so, but uh, yeah. That was a bad night. Anyway, but uh, yeah. Oh, you guys, man, I've always, I've always felt like really good. Like, to be honest with you, it was a little weird because I felt like I was like putting time out for like my whole senior year. And uh, so... I, I think when I just kind of changed lives, I just changed, you know what I mean? And so, but this has been awesome for me. I mean, seeing all you guys, like, freaking sad. That's <laughs> great, bro. It's so good to see you, man. Cheers, brother. I specifically remember that day because Sam, like, some reason you said somebody to punch you when you came back with it broke. And Sam, like, refused to. And I was like this close, bro. I was like this, cocked up, like, oh man, he deserves to get punched. I did, I did. I was a freaking idiot. <laughs> and it was so, Schleter back there. I remember, like, it was a crazy situation, but that was at Matt Schleter's house. Remember that. It was at it was at Matt's house, and it was yeah. the, it was the next morning after Good old in Glenn the backyard, Avenue. though, in between those walls. Yep, Glen Avenue, bro. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> dude jesse do you remember like uh what was it like fifth grade and uh you stole somebody's goosebumps books and like you handed them out to like everybody and i got one <laughs> like i was so poor i couldn't afford any like goosebumps <laughs> books and like you got one i was like yeah and i wrote my name in the cover 
I was like, this is awesome. And then found out that I forgot whose it was, but they like ratted on you. And then you got in trouble. And then we all had to give the Goosebumps book back. And I had to like scratch my name out of the cover. I was like so sad. <laughs> Dang it. Damn Goosebumps. <laughs> we Clay, we've known each other forever, bro. Yeah, since way back in Pop Warner days, going to school, oh, man. What was the last time you guys talked? Coach, Coach Reggie. Oh, yeah. Mind blown right there, right? It's, it goes way back. What's your name on a fellow? What do you, what do you remember of Jesse in high school? <laughs> well, actually, a lot of stuff I'm learning from you guys. Like, I knew uh, multiple times showing up high in Bible class. That was my favorite. And just, like, when the, when the teacher would talk to him, he'd just be like, it's just like he just realized that he was in class at that moment when the teacher's like, Jesse, are you paying attention? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like that. I used, to, I used to try to show up with a camelback. I used to come to, to school with a camelback <laughs> on my back. And I would have orange I would have orange juice and vodka in there. Oh my nice. god. See oh, it's gold. Drink. That's how I made it through Christian school. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, I remember you burping smoke in class. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that story was Jesse. <laughs> yeah, bro. What was it? You burp smoke in class. Oh yeah, that's probably me. A few <laughs> times. A few yeah, times. He, yeah, Jesse was vaping. Was, I always get in trouble, time. man. So it, I, there was like smoke lingering, and <laughs> I was like, oh god, here we go. It was in Mr. Allen's class, so you know I always uh, switch. Uh, well, that's what I used to Eight do. I class. used to go to Circle K every morning. Okay. Circle yep. K, that was and I get real stoned before school, and then I get stoned driving that back road most of the time. And then I would always, without fail, I don't care who is directing traffic, I am not going to go over those damn speed bumps. So I'm going to drive around them. I'm going to go through the desert. Reported <laughs> stone. Do do you remember Excalibur? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh go and can't forget her that bad boy. You remember doing Yayo in the bathroom at the school? Did we? With me? With me? Really? D several oh. times. Oh probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I played my whole senior year of football high on Coke. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, you <laughs> me, too. <laughs> me too. Me <laughs> too. That's awful. Uh, that is awful. I played really good though. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah, our senior our senior year we were we were badass. <laughs> Dude, we every professional badass. athlete in the '70s and '80s also was in that state of mind. So, mm. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, who, oh, yeah. Who unmuted Jones? <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> Wait, Junior year, I can't remember who I did this to, but somebody at school. It was it was our junior Rob. year. It was a senior. I sold oregano. Ah, it was nice. the it was the Nick Daramont. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I remember, I remember that shit. Yeah, I remember that shit. I probably, I probably I probably bought that shit too. I bought some stuff from Tom Collins, who's now in ministry too. And I was like, this is, in, he is in ministry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is all like twigs and seeds and like uh, pocket lamp and shit. <laughs> So I said I, I basically sold them a caprese salad, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and then then somebody got rumors around, and I got called into Abram's office, and and got got talked to, and I'm like, 
what do you want me to do? It's salad. Like, <laughs> what from me? You asshole, Clay and I probably smoked that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were probably Put like, man, this is like, well, I remember yeah. he was the only one. Yeah. That was the highest I've ever gotten. <laughs> That's really tripped out. But Jesse, I was going to say, I remember you were there the first time that I ever smoked. Do you remember that? No, I, 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 I probably would take. You're riding in your truck, and I remember saying it was like driving on soft, soft snow. <laughs> and we were out at Rail X. <laughs> like I couldn't feel the bump, so I was Wait, like, "Man, this is nice." You know what? I have a picture for us, Seth. Before you tell the story, I'd want to know the environment, the weather. Oh, I actually. All right, I'll set that, you up. Bro. Let me set you up. So we're rolling out, right? It's me, you, and Colt. Rolling out, and it's in your Jeep. It's that like tan Jeep with the hard top. Yep, that badass Jeep. Four wheel drive, had the nice stuff. We hit Rail X. We took a left after the second wash. We head up, and there's a bunch of people from Catalina. Like they had a keg out there, all kinds of stuff, a bonfire. There's girls. We're like, oh shit, this is nice. You and Colt both cowboyed up, right? <laughs> with your fat wallets hanging out and shit, like idiots. <laughs> the long wallets. We come walking up, man, and it's like a bunch of people that are from Catalina. You remember the guys? Either way, it was me and Colt's first time, and somebody had like a three-foot bomb, and it was, yeah, was it Excalibur, bro. No, it wasn't. It had skulls on it. Oh, okay. It was black. It was from somebody else. I remember, but apologies, we smoked, apologies. and Colt didn't get high at all. He's like, I don't feel nothing. And I remember looking up and I could see like the horizon move like a te- like a seesaw. Up and down. I went, uh-oh. No, I feel it a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. We had some beers, hung out, and then we decided to go driving out of the desert for God knows what. I don't know. But it, I remember it was just before a Saturday school because we had to wake up early, all three of us. Watch the bus. Saturday Saturday school, Seth's uh, weekly routine. Mm-hmm. That was probably the at, right before the sponge story. Dude, I actually yeah, remember that story. night, bro. I remember Do that. Do you night. remember what I'm talking I, about? Yes, I remember you telling me. It feels like like we're on we're riding on soft, soft, soft snow. And it was that badass like suspension you had on that Jeep. So, I remember so that. Afterwards, shit. afterwards, we pulled up at a bonfire, and I remember this night because I'm standing there and I'm trying to like flirt with this chick. Oh, was this the night you hit your uh, Jeep on a tree? No, no, that was a that was a different. All right. Um, but that night, I hear this. I hear quack, 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 like quacking. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I turn around, and there's a duck. A duck has walked up behind me in the middle of a flipping desert. <laughs> it's got no beak on its face. It, the, the, it had been like attacked by a coyote. Oh the beak God. is off of its face, and it's quack, quack, quack. I was freaking out, dude. I was so stoned. I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> wow. That's insane. The best part of that story is he said flipping. Yeah. <laughs> dude, my wife still doesn't like it when I say fuck. She really? Because when I married her, I never cussed. 
It, we it all love it when you say fuck Elliot. I know I do, you do. I do love it, but it also makes me feel a little uncomfortable. See? With- you're like my wife. <laughs> yeah. You're totally it's like, like my wife. It's like if, if your mom was cussing. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. My, yeah. I still don't do it in front of my mom. Yeah. No. My mom but, trying to hit Carlos with a high heel shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Seth's mom was always on a different level. Bro, she knew we were up to no good. Jesse, are you, uh, what's next for you? Are you writing a book? Are you, uh, releasing anything new? You gotta unmute yourself. Am I muted? Yeah, for sure. We can't hear you. I'm, uh, uh, actually, dude, like, this freaking COVID season for me has been, like, a total cluster, so... Yeah, it's just kind of a hot mess. So my my world's just starting to get back to normal where I'm actually trying to figure out, you know, how to make decisions. You know what I mean? So it's been a little bit of a cluster for me. Oh, yeah. Well, a little bit of a Charlie Foxtrot. I I think if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't have Cult League. I know, exactly. It's opened up. It's It's opened up so many other opportunities for. Other uh, those of us who that were I have helped. Col- Colt League happened real fast, though. It was just like an idea. You were like, "All right, we're doing a podcast." Well, I, I recorded. No, and then the I next day, the next day. So no, episode- we said you said it before. You said it before that. Let's do a podcast. We I'm should pretty do sure podcast. I didn't hear him saying he was recording on the last one that we did on the first one. Well, I was recording our Zoom call, and then, uh, and yeah. then I, I posted it in our in our group meet chat, and I was like, "Oh, we should turn this into a podcast." And that was like June, like the end of June. And oh, then, wow. like, I guess right. like six weeks. And then, like a week later, I put it up as a podcast. So, Chris. I remember Chris, so this is like a little pre-Christian days for me. He comes up to me. We're, we're one day we're at the football, on the football field, and we're stretching. I'm, you know, we're doing stretches together. And he goes, Jesse. I go, what, man? He goes, so me and, me and Mr. Lovett were praying. I'm like, oh, God, this is not going to be good. Here we go. And he goes, so, so he goes, he goes me, and Mr. Me, me and Mr. Lovett were praying. And the Lord's given me you as a mission. Oh, bro. Uh-oh. And I remember looking. I remember looking at him. I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He's like, you should come to youth group with me." And so I, I, I went to their youth group, and Mr. Lovett was break dancing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is at faith, right? At faith, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, bro, it was so good. Greg loves me, faith. Me, me and Lovett have become close since then. But anyway. Uh, just kind of funny, dude. I just, re- that's that the only cool, thing I can bro. remember about Chris is playing football with him and him looking yeah. at me going, the Lord has given me you as a mission. I was like, what the hell does that didn't, mean? Didn't they speak in tongues at faith? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That, that freaked me mm-hmm. out. I, I went one time and I never went back after that. I was like, uh, that was Abby's church. <laughs> yeah, that was, yep. Yep, a lot of people went there. Brinley went there. Brinley? I don't know. I don't know if you guys already told this story on one of the uh, one of the earlier ones, but you remember like uh, how Mr. Lovett would have uh, somebody like go up to the front and write prayer requests on the board and all that stuff at the end of class and like have to pray for him. 
I remember one time senior year, Alex volunteered to go up and write prayer requests. Oh boy. And I don't know why he was writing his own, but he was standing in front of the classroom <laughs> and he had just said to us before he went up there, he was like, Hey, watch this. Okay. <laughs> so he goes up there he's taking prayer requests and everybody's like, Oh, I got two unspoken, you know, one large and one small and <laughs> all this stuff. Right. <laughs> and then Alex says, I'm going to add my own. I have three unspokens and my brother's masturbation problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely not an unspoken. You got to you gotta let that out. Yeah, and, and, and then, <laughs> and then just to see the reaction of the class is the only reason he did it. And I literally fell out of my desk just dying. It was so funny. And he was like, here, here, guys, hold my beer. Watch this. Yeah. We're loving. Bro, I was doing that back in, like, freshman year at Mrs. Gifford's class. She would abbreviate them, and I used to do stop the disrespect just so it was STD. Wow. Oh my I love that Mr. Lovett during that time laughed harder than anyone. Because, like, because <laughs> we was, and then Dustin was in the class and he was like, so four unspoken. So then everyone just died and Lovett was just like <laughs> laughing for 10 minutes. <laughs> I, I, I don't even think we even prayed. It was like so. Uh, love it. Yeah. Dude, he could break dance, so. Fuck yeah, he could. I was thinking yeah. you were going to be a little goody goody. Uh, no. All up and shoving it, shoving it, you know what I mean? Not pushing it, but shoving it. <laughs> I'm a giver, not a receiver. Just stop it. <laughs> that well, is not no. Thank you for listening to the Cult League podcast. Faces in golden rays. Don't kid yourself, they belong to you. They're the start of the coming race. The others are bitch. We finished our news. Homo sapiens have outgrown their use. All the strangers came today, and it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, you pretty thing. Hey, hey, Jesse! You remember, you remember how uh, you remember how everybody called me Quail in seventh grade? I do remember that, actually. Do you do you remember why?
I don't. Oh, it's because you called me a queer like 80 times every day. <laughs> Guys, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Got him. I'm going to turn into quail.